Hey friends! Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. I shared last time that I moved to a new home. In the Physical Blueprint and Space Cleansings episode, I discussed a whole lot about how to cleanse a space and why it's so important. So today, I wanted to go a bit deeper and share my process of interacting and acclimating to the existing energy and energy beings, aka fairies, (laughs) that are tied to the land of my new home, as well as how I tackle any unwanted energies that try to sneak on in. So here we go. Our new home is a duplex, so we share one wall with the neighbors, which on our side is the far wall of the kitchen and on theirs is the far wall of their living room. When we first got the keys and were getting a feel for the place, I didn't feel any significant weird energy anywhere. It was interesting, actually. The day we got the keys, my boyfriend had to immediately leave for work, so I stayed for a little while just to feel out the space by myself. I was going around room by room, putting my hands on the walls, basically introducing my energy into them to begin integrating in it and just getting to know what's here. I went to the backyard. There's a big, beautiful elm tree back there, so I climbed it and I sat in it for a bit, again, just to introduce my energy and experience its energy. I was literally hugging it. I was feeling so much energy from it. It was, it was such a nice moment. Then the neighbor opened their back door, so I slyly slid down so as not to look like a weirdo because having a new neighbor essentially overlooking your yard in a tree is not a great first impression. I'm pretty sure they saw me both in the tree and immediately sliding down once they came outside all suspiciously, but what are you going to do? I proceeded to lay on the grass, just feeling it all out, inviting any fairies in the area to come be my friend. <laughs> the elm tree has a very large canopy. It was a warm day, but the shade from the tree just felt so good, with the little bits of sun peeking through the branches. So I ended up actually falling asleep for a little while. <laughs> I woke up feeling incredibly recharged and light. It, it was wonderful. It was a really beautiful, just welcoming experience. I thanked the backyard energy for welcoming me, and then I left and embarked on my day's events. This was on a Thursday. On that coming Sunday, we were going to just move our big furniture over. Just so this makes sense, because this is going to sound like a weirdly long process, (laughs) we had a two-week overlap from the day we got the keys to the new place to the day we had to give the keys back at our old place, so we had plenty of time to really take our time with the moving process. So to give some context, when I moved out when I was 17, I took my bedroom furniture, which I stored at my grandparents' house. As I moved around and aged, I'm 27 now, my furniture remained there because wherever I was living either already had furniture or it wasn't suitable for it. For example, I have lived with my boyfriend in a little studio for the past five years, and because it was a studio, that furniture was way too big and bulky, so we just built our own to make it like tiny home living, basically, where everything held multiple purposes. Now, my oldest cousin has struggled with severe drug addiction for a very long time. A few years ago, she began the process of becoming clean, going to rehabs, etc., 
My grandmother was really trying to take care of her through this process, so my cousin lived with her for a bit and was using the room that held my bedroom furniture. I don't want to impede upon her privacy, but just to kind of give you an idea, a lot of her drug abuse stems from losing both of her parents when she was growing up, so there was a lot of unprocessed emotions that she was all of a sudden hit with when she began getting clean. There was a lot of heaviness that was processed in that room, and the energy there began feeling a bit dead and a bit weird. The house already has weird energy. I've spoken about my experiences there before with that weird shadow being and stuff, so it just needed a good cleansing due to many factors. (laughs) My grandfather in particular is not open to this stuff, so I can't go in and cleanse it all willy-nilly, so it's just stayed in that weird, heavy, unmoving state for many years at this point. Now that we have a big enough home, I had planned on taking that furniture with me. I didn't want to begin the process of cleansing the new home until I brought it in because that was going to need just as much cleansing as the home, so I just left everything as it is for a few days. A few days after moving the big stuff, I finally went around to cleanse it all. I used a combination of sage and tincture bells. I focused on the windows, activating them as essentially portals to pull out any heavy energies, and reinforced all of the doors to be portals that only allow in high vibrational energy. Just in case you want to do the same, this is something I just kind of made up. It just came to me, and it I like it a lot. It is very effective, so if you want to do it, here's what I do. I trace the sage on each side of the window or door so I draw a big rectangle you know and then I connect the corners drawing a big x I will put my sage down and then I put my hands over the window or door and declare that for the windows all heavy energy will immediately be sucked out and for the doors that only light and love is allowed through it I will repeat this multiple times for each but especially the front door since this is the point of entrance where lingering outside energy that has attached itself can try to come in by setting these boundaries I like to call them portals they're like a nice portal into my home by setting these whatever you want to call them The energy is programmed to automatically detach and remove any weird energy upon entering. Like I said, highly effective for me. Highly recommend it. (laughs) So after cleansing all the rooms and stuff, I went to the kitchen. The kitchen is at the furthest end of the home. And then I began cleansing the wall that we share with the neighbors. I could feel their energy pretty immediately, like spilling out into the kitchen really strongly, which weirded me out a little bit. It literally felt like I was sitting in their living room with them. Walls are energy sponges, so it makes sense, but it was very surprising that the energy was strong enough to literally overlap our space so much. I did the same thing I do with the windows and doors. I traced the wall with my sage, made an X connecting the corners, and then this is different. I moved the sage in like a squiggly line like I was coloring the wall in. I repeated the squiggly line movement about three times, setting the intention that I was creating a barricade in the wall so that there was a clear line where the energy of our home ended and theirs began. I then put my hands over the wall, visualizing this thick barricade and ensuring it was completely stable and strong just by envisioning, like, 
a pure light just hitting all corners of it. And then I reinforced it even deeper by envisioning a protective barrier of golden sparkling energy coming through my heart chakra, pouring into this barricade and just really setting it and making it nice and strong. That same golden sparkling light that I saw is the same thing that I will see when I make a protective bubble around my body. So basically the same thing, but I'm putting it into a wall. Right after cleansing and all of this, I had to go and do stuff, and then I wasn't able to come back until about two days later when I spent my first night there. It was great, but it felt a little weird. Typically, when you cleanse a place, it'll feel super charged up, but for whatever reason, it just felt very empty. I went out to the backyard in the morning to do my nice, like, wake-up, ground-center journal process that I discussed last episode, but everything just felt different. I didn't get that beautiful, full feeling I had gotten the first day when we had just gotten the keys. I had the feeling that the fairies in the area were feeling a little unsure about me, so they essentially hid their energy with the glamour, which is why everything felt so not there. So I left some seeds and nuts outside for them as an offering and invited them into the home and everything. I'm pretty positive the fairies hadn't had anyone trying to talk to them or connect with them, you know? So me going in immediately and being like, hey, I feel you, I hear you, let's be friends, you know? I'm I'm not surprised if it was a bit much and <laughs> scared them a little bit. During this move-in process, I was spending the majority of my time in the bedroom at first It was the most furnished and held a majority of my belongings at this stage, so I was in there organizing stuff, working, resting, etc. It was was basically just there the whole time. Pretty immediately, as a result, this room became very energized, so anytime I walked in there, everything just felt brighter and more vibrant. The energy was flowing, and it just felt great. It then dawned on me that I had emptied the slate pretty effectively when I cleansed it. So having that all neutralized, especially because I wasn't there for a little bit, so it wasn't like reprogrammed, you know, along with the fairies still keeping their energies under the radar, everything was super neutral. So it just needed to be colored in with my energy signature and the energies of my guides and loved ones and all that good stuff. When there is an influx of energy somewhere, a portal can open as a result. So, for example, if you have a room that's specifically designated to meditation, a lot of times you can just feel that deep, calming energy the second you walk into the room. It's usually very loud and very apparent. This is because you're allowing an influx of pure source energy to come through and fill the space every time you're in it. It's literally dedicated to that. So that saturation of that specific type of energy opens up a portal to more of that wonderful energy, which just keeps it coming, you know, it keeps it filled. Since the time spent in the bedroom was full of excitement and freedom and creativity and fulfillment, the energy of the walls reflected that back. So I was feeling more and more of my energy and that energy (laughs) pulsating within the walls, and I started to notice that the door on the little mini drawer box thing I keep my crystals in was opening by itself. I spoke about this very briefly in the last episode, but this always happens when there is a lot of fairy energy around. They just like to peek inside. They're very nosy. (laughs) 
So I took this as great confirmation that my energy and the energies of the space itself were all acclimating nicely with each other, which was wonderful. After all of these realizations, I started to spend some time in each room to essentially program each one to the energy I wanted it to hold and reflect. So for a couple days, I'd spend time meditating, journaling, and working in the living room, then the office, then the front yard, then the backyard. Slowly, the space started to feel like an extension of my energy. My boyfriend's was also combined in, of course, but I was really mindfully setting my energy signature in there loud, so I felt it very strong. One day, during this whole process of programming everything, I was in the office and looked out the window, it faces the backyard, and I saw a bunch of fey folk. I was so excited that they felt comfortable enough to finally reveal themselves. They were coming through... Not physically, it was in my mind's eye, but it was very apparent. There were a few big ogre-type looking ones, but these were incredibly friendly. Typically, ogres are viewed in a more negative, like, dangerous light, but these were great. They're, they were just radiating total warmth and love. They were lovely. There was one in particular. It was the first one I saw. It was about eight feet tall, had a lot of mass, looking incredibly strong, His skin was a light grayish blue color. He was bald, had a wide mouth with an underbite. (laughs) He had two big fangs on the bottom jaw that like came up to near his nose. But the one, the fang on the right was a bit more prominent. It looked like his jaw was a bit crooked, you know? So it just like, (laughs) I don't know, the right side of his, his face and his teeth were just sticking out a bit more. His body structure was fairly humanoid. He had a little loincloth slash skirt thing around his waist and then brown sandals that wrapped up his shins and tied right below the knee. He looked over at me. He was, like I said, he was the first one I saw when I looked out. We made eye contact and he smiled and waved. His snaggly little smile was just absolutely beaming. (laughs) He had the warmest face that just instantly put a smile on mine. The scene I was looking at seemed to be some sort of factory thing. There was a machine, and they were lifting things into it and, like, creating something. I don't know what was going on, but I saw some, like, boulders being lifted into this bowl that then ignited the other end of the machine to start doing something. It was, like, crunching and smoking. I don't know. I have no idea what was going on. (laughs) There were two other ogre-looking guys. One was about the same size as the first, and the other one was much shorter and thinner. There were also some other beings. One was about three feet tall. It reminded me a lot of a rabbit. It had long, pointy ears. Not terribly long like a rabbit's, but they were very prominent and kind of going up, you know? It had wild, brownish, red hair, long feet that were in these green fabric shoes that were tied with the rope at the ankle. It had fairly short legs. They probably made up only like 25% of its height. And in contrast, its arms and fingers were very long. If it put its arms like down to its side, it could probably touch its ankles very easily. So they were very long. This one was at the top of the machine opposite from the boulder bowl. The ogres were doing the boulder stuff, and then this one was sitting at the top at the opposite side. They were all very focused on what they were doing. I'm pretty sure I spoke about this in the first fairy episode, 
a while back, but just to recap, the environment of the physical realm and the fairy realm don't always overlap. So in our world, my backyard is a backyard, but in their realm, it's apparently a factory. I didn't think of this before, actually, but it may be interesting to do an episode perhaps exploring what this factory is, maybe the history of it, all that stuff. I'll make a note of that. That's interesting. (laughs) Anywho, it was a very quick interaction. I basically just saw them. We made on contact. He waved, and then he went on doing his work with his friends. I watched them for just a little bit, not too long, and then let them have their privacy. I was so happy they finally appeared. They were such a jolly bunch, and uh, it was just so nice seeing who I was sharing my space with, (laughs) seeing who my fairy neighbors were. Slowly in these early stages of moving, a couple family members came by to just help and see the place. Just because I was nervous about mixing any energy into my space, they're family and I love them, but they still have their own stuff going on, you know. I was very careful to reinforce my front door again and declare that only energy of the highest good was allowed in my space and everything else would just slip away. I'm very sensitive to other people and have always have a really bad habit of taking their feelings and thought patterns on. I've greatly improved on this over time, but sometimes things happen and I didn't want any of that to build up too much. I also don't want their opinions of my beautiful new home that I love so much to kill my vibe if there's any negativity because, again, I can sense that and it just doesn't feel good. After setting those boundaries and stuff, all was well, things were great, but after a few days, I got comfortable and thus lazy. My boundaries were easing a bit, and I realized that things were just getting a little weird. I started going back to old thought patterns and stuff that were not at all helpful or in my favor, so I began journaling about how I was feeling just to work through it all and begin processing and resetting and all that good stuff, but it just kept coming back. After a few days of this, I was journaling in my room. I looked up, looked at the furniture, and was like, hmm... The last time I had lived in a space or a room with this furniture, I wasn't doing too well mentally. Things were weird. So probably being back in like another replica of that is unlocking those old ways of being because what I was feeling were feelings I had felt at the time of like growing up in those awkward, angry, low self-esteem, wonderful times of life. So I set a boundary that this is just furniture. I am who I am now. These memories set in the furniture are not my current reality, so I can let them go. I sent gratitude to that time in my life for being with me and teaching me things and then set a boundary in myself that it is time for me to move forward and solely into the present. After doing that, those old patterns finally began to ease and then completely disappeared in about a day or so. It's really interesting how things return when we go back to a certain environment. I've heard a lot of people comment, people that have moved away from home to like another state or country, that when they go back home, especially if it's like to their parents' house where their old bedroom set is still all intact, you know, a lot of weird memories and feelings and stuff are just unleashed and kind of cause an imbalance of sorts. But 
it's not solely the environment's fault. Our bodies remember a lot and will fall back into a pattern when certain features in our surroundings fit a certain period or fit a certain criteria. This is our subconscious's way of protecting ourselves. We program ourselves to operate a certain way in certain circumstances to survive, but many times these aren't healthy and inhibit our growth. I've talked about this a lot. So when we go back to a certain circumstance or certain environment, you know, it's easy to revert back to those old programs to survive because we haven't necessarily been present in our new self there, you know, so it's almost like we go back in time. If you stay very aware of your feelings, thoughts, etc., and create very strong boundaries that you are who you are now and do not need to revert back to old programs because you are not who you were when they may have been necessary or when they first set, it'll help this process from unraveling. Time isn't linear, so we can reopen old versions of ourselves if we allow them, but we don't need to if we don't want to. Again, just work through feelings, be observant, and allow yourself the freedom to be different. The longer I've been here, the more lazy I've gotten in setting my boundaries in all ways, (laughs) and it's been very clear in how I've been viewing my space. Our space is an extension of our energy. When I feel uncomfortable or unsafe or just kind of weird in my space, it's pretty good insight as to what's going on internally and what I need to work on. Due to my PTSD, sometimes I have a bad habit of preparing something bad to happen to me or something to violate me or my space in some way, and this is usually a feeling I get first when I'm out of balance. That's usually my, like, (laughs) warning sign. Now that I actually have a home that I really love and resonate with that's such an upgrade to what I had before, I was initially struggling with feeling worthy of it. I felt like something would happen to get it taken away from me or something. But once I realized that that was just an issue of self-worth and I needed to understand that I am worthy of an upgrade and all that stuff, I began prioritizing self-care, just allowing myself time to really feel my worth, and it slowly started to go away. But then I started to feel things like, oh no, the neighbor doesn't like me, some kind of weird thing's going to happen with the neighbor, or someone was going to break in. I had all these like weird, heavy thoughts and stuff come in. So I had to check in with myself again to see if this was an intuitive message or a self-induced anxiety survival preparation thing. To do this, I went into a calm meditative state, cleared my mind, focused on my current surroundings and everything, and everything felt great. It felt perfect. Everything felt nice and smooth. There was a really deep, wonderful, grounded gut feeling that came through, which told me that everything is and will be wonderful. I then came out of this reset, became present solely in my conscious physical body, thought about my surroundings and everything again, just to double check, and immediately I was overcome with a very anxious feeling. So this all told me that Basically, it was all just anxiety. It was my ego rather than my intuition. We are always in control of our environment. We manifest what happens to us, and I knew this was not in alignment with what I wanted or needed to manifest. It was just my subconscious trying to prep for something to happen because it just doesn't trust when things are easy and go right. (laughs) That's something I've been working on, but that's not where I'm operating at anymore. I don't need to revert back to that. You know, healing is not a one and done 
it's a it's a process so sometimes little things come up and that's fine so I just took a moment to reconnect with my home I put my hands on the wall thanked it so much for being there with me working with me sharing space with me I felt my energy flow in every inch of the home I just imagined a that sparkling golden light coming through my hands into the wall and just expanding out to every little corner and nook and cranny. I felt the security and the control in that, and that feeling of being my home or my home being an extension of me, and I was at peace, and it was wonderful. I re-cleansed my space just to release the old stuff and reprogram it to what I wanted it to be fueled with again, and all has been well since. I haven't had any major strange occurrences over here. Today, actually, I did hear a ton of, like, crackling in the walls everywhere in the living room pretty consistently throughout the day, which was definitely out of the norm, but that's been the extent of the weird stuff. (laughs) If anything happens, I will be sure to share. So this was my journey in mindfully establishing my new space. This is the first time I've done so so purposefully and I've definitely noticed a difference in how connected and in control of everything I feel. Typically when I move I'll just cleanse and then that's that but this time I'm like I'm just very mindful about how I'm feeling, what I'm feeling, why and just kind of shifting it you know and it's honestly made a world of difference. It's even been outpouring to my day-to-day life and I've been really feeling so much more connected and in control of everything. It's so interesting, but I've really been enjoying the process. So I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope it helped you in some way. I am wishing you all the best week ever. (laughs) I'm sending you love and I will see you soon. Thanks for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about what I do, visit channelwithamber.com. For future updates on the show, to give some feedback on future episodes, or to just connect, follow me on Instagram at Channel with Amber. Shout out to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.